It's me, Adam Hunter, here with Bill Dawes. Um, I, I just took my kid to ballet, and I thought my wife said she could have to do noon to one to watch it, but now she can't, so we'll see how this goes. Um, making a bottle <laughs> for the kid. Uh, nice. Mayhem's out of jail, which is good. Spoke to him. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. He did a year. He's out. Here we go. Here's a for you. Um... And uh, life is good. Life is good. I, uh, I took my kid to like a new ballet class because we moved like an hour earlier, an hour away, you know, like in Woodland Hills. And it was one of those things where like yeah. other class, you could see, the kids could see us looking through. Well, this one, it had like mirrors where it was only one way where she, she, my daughter couldn't see me, but I could see her. So she kept looking. Like an interrogation me. room. I like it. So she kept looking for me the whole time, you know? <laughs> so I was like, so then I like went in to show her like, hey, I'm here, you know, like it's me. And then she's like, daddy, come here. And then she had me take the class with her. So That's awesome. You could use a little ballet in your life. Yeah, but she's Stay like. for movement. I know, but she's like telling me to go in her square and then telling me what to do. <laughs> like, no, and she's not even doing it right. Like, she's right. I mean, she's doing a, she's doing a good job, but she's like. Oh, yeah. look at your little pretty ballet outfit. She's like yelling at me. She did. She did perfect job. But wink, wink. Can I can I ask her if 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 Daddy's a good dancer? Is Daddy good? Yeah, is, he, so, is your dad a good dancer? All right. So 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 that was uh so that was ballet class, and now I'm being like like yelled at during by her like no do this do that and we're, we're having like competing dance you know so that was uh <laughs> that was that was one thing. It's just so funny because like my my daughter is so funny. Like we uh you know we got we, we I tried to get you that we took in that dog from the street. And I was like playing fetch with it, you know, and I could tell she was getting competitive. She goes, I could fetch too. So now like they're both fetching the ball. Like it's just uh, <laughs> at, at every age. Um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, so like, you start doing comedy like around your other parts of your life. But, like, yeah. like, um, like my wife's, her friend, she said her, her friend unfriended her other friend. My, one of my wife's friends wore like a Trump hat. And was at a bar with like no mask. I put it on Instagram, and then her, my wife's other friend unfriended her on Instagram. So the girl that unfriended her came over, and I'm like, "Hey, I heard you uh, unfriended, you know, Jen." Uh, and she's like, "Oh my god, how'd you know that?" And then it became a whole like hour and a half. Well, I'm just laughing at this. Like, you know, does that ever happen to you? Oh, somebody, I feel like with women, there's always some weird social media drama that has to be sorted out or it has to be sorted out over social media by blocking or unfriending or like not liking or liking. It's so dumb. Oh, yeah, no, no, no totally. Uh, and then uh, what else is going on in my life? So I feel bad because like I was, out, I was with my, my daughter. We went to the park and there was a bunny outside, you know, 
like that was like following us around. It was obviously not a wild bunny. It was like, you know, if the wild bunnies don't come up to you, it's like, like letting you pet it, letting all these kids pet it. So I'm like, somebody dumped this bunny here and this bunny's got like, you know, it was the same park we went to. And this bunny's got like a, like one night in the park. So it's going to get eaten by a coyote here or something. Yeah. So I took the bunny home and now we have a huge cage for it. It lives in the backyard. It's like happy. It's like, we put like a thousand dollars in this cage. Like this bunny's got like a bigger apartment than half the people in like LA. But <laughs> the problem is whenever my wife, walks by it she wears like these furry shoes it tries to hump the shoes <laughs> and because it's like two shoes it's like having a threesome like oh twin sisters you know <laughs> so now i'm like well i gotta get another bunny now for this bunny but they said before you do that i gotta get him fixed and because it's like an exotic animal they're saying it's like twelve hundred dollars to get a bunny fixed. oh my god yeah yeah and I and I said it wrong. I'm like, I gotta get my bunny circumcised. I I got I got the whole thing wrong. Hey 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 hey. We're not gonna make that noise. Um, here, have some have some milk. So um, so uh, so now it's like, I know a, a woman that has bunnies, but she only has male bunnies. So she's like, well, I want to take the bunny for a couple of days to otherwise they'll eat each other's nuts off. Like it becomes a whole. They, yeah, literally, I, they literally eat each other's nuts off. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So now I got to get a female bunny for this bunny, but I got to fix it now. So it's just like, ah. Uh. Wait, Adam, are you sure that someone did, wasn't at the park with their bunny and like went to take a dump ah. and then came back with no bunny? <laughs> no, because it was there for, I was there for like an hour and a half, but I asked all these people, do you want this bunny? And nobody wanted it. And I was like, all right. You're like Dr. Doolittle now at your house. Dude, it's, it's unbelievable. It just keeps costing more and more money, you know. Um, but it is what it is. I mean, the bunny, but, but yeah, so then the other, the dog that I took in tried to get in the bunny cage and then started crying because it couldn't get in there. So <laughs> it's just, but that bunny like actually stood up to it. Like was like, they were going nose to nose in the cage. Like, and watching a bunny try to act tough is like hilarious, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, it's good. It's good for your daughter though. Your daughter must love having a bunny, right? She she loved it. I mean, she yeah yeah. She she, she loved it. Problem is that this new dog that we got keeps stealing her breakfast. Like it, it, it like gets on the couch and takes the waffles and like runs away with it when she's not looking. So she's like, "Hell, this yeah, my yeah. breakfast." And I, and like the other day, I'm like, "Oh, well, Violet ate all her waffles. We put waffles, put whipped cream on them, and sprinkles." Uh, and then the other day, I'm like. My wife's like, you sure it wasn't the dog that ate the butt? And then I look over and the dog's got sprinkles all over its fur. I'm like, it's like the worst criminal ever. You know, it definitely ate the sprinkles. But uh, are you are you frozen right now? Or is this just like Botox? What, what's going on, Bill? So, hello? I, I, I can't even see you right now. Uh, hello, Bill, Bill Dawes. Um, shit. So, uh, all right. Well, hopefully Bill comes back. Um, yeah, because you're you're, you're 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 like frozen. So uh, hold on, let me see. Uh, frozen. Uh, come back. All right, what else is going on? Can you hear me at least? Great, we're off to a great start. Uh, hold on. All right, here we go. All right, so Bill is gone. Bill dropped out. Uh, what else can I talk to you guys about? I don't know. Um, oh man, yeah. But this dog is like literally the dog I took in that has one eye got his eye eaten out by another dog. So we took him in because somebody 
like on these Facebook groups. It's crazy. Getting a dog in LA is all, it's these rescue groups where they'll just like take all the cute dogs out of the shelter. So the only ones you can get. Oh, where Bill go? Bill is coming back. So the only dogs that you could like possibly adopt are named like killer or like return policy or, you know, child eater, whatever it is. So then like I'm on Facebook, I'm on this group. And uh, this girl was like, I got this dog and I rescued her from the situation where it's, I, yeah, it's, I got eaten out. So I took it in and uh, now the dog hates me. He hates all men, not just me, just men. He likes my wife, he likes my kid. But so I'm like reading, how do I get my chihuahua to not hate me? And it said, uh, well, I have to be the one that feeds it. Cause right now it thinks my wife is the one that makes all the food. So I told my wife that and she's like, well, that makes two of you. I'm like, great. Then it has to like, you know, I can't make eye contact with it when it's barking at me. I have to like not yell at it. Cause if you yell at a dog that's barking at you, it thinks that like you're yelling back. So now like normally dogs are supposed to give you unconditional love. It's like the opposite in this family. Like it's like me giving the dog unconditional love until it likes me. But uh, I do love it. Uh, and eventually I think it'll, uh, it'll come back. Hopefully Bill will come back too. Cause I don't see Bill right now. Dude, come back. Are you there? Hold on. Uh, come on, Bill. Calling Bill. Sorry guys for this, uh, this uh, clusterfuck. Yeah, so the dog is like half Chihuahua, half Pomeranian. It's like, but it's got the most annoying part of each. It's like if Chrissy Teigen married Chrissy Teigen. You know, <laughs> it's just, uh, but yeah, so, uh, but let's talk about MMA because people are like, well, this is not a parenting podcast or, or a thing. Good combination. Right? It's, it's a good combination. So Dan Hardy, uh, he wants to be cut from the UFC, I guess, because you heard what happened with her game. You hear about happening, like, he was like announcing a fight. Herb Dean didn't stop it in time. He flipped out. He charged the cage, started yelling at Herb Dean. And then uh, it was like, because I guess the guy was taking too much punishment. And then Herb Dean, uh, okay, come on, come on. And then now, and then he went after Herb's wife, kind of. Like Herb's wife, he said something to her. And so they, they basically, he got cut for that uh, from announcing. And now he wants to be released and fight Nick Diaz. So uh, can you hear me? Bill? Hello? Man, man. First of all, I didn't know Dan Hardy was so. Yeah, you went for. Yeah, I didn't know Dan Hardy was. I didn't know he was still fighting. No, he's, he's like not still fighting. Dan is like also, like, come here, Violet. Dan's also like my old training partner. So Dan's like the nicest guy in the world when you meet him. I think sometimes on social. He is. I think on social. I, mean, I, I, I rolled with them. I rolled yeah. with them at Legends at Eddie Bravo's. Yeah, me too. I mean, what a nice guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes, like, I think that he uh, doesn't come across as well as he is in person on social media, you know? But, yeah, so uh, nice. It's the nicest guy ever. So I don't think they're going to get Nick Diaz a release, but he's basically, like, going after it. Like, he's yeah. like, hey, yeah. Uncle Dana, I'm just like, come on, dude, Dan, like, don't, I, I guess I would say don't bite the hand that feeds you and stuff, but, like, uh, man, I don't know what's going on there. So here we go. My wife's taking my kid. Thank you very much. We could have this podcast going. Neil Magny, how are you, man? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. Sorry for the, the clusterfuck. I just like... Oh, uh, no problem, God. I was trying to get my uh, 
Bluetooth on my phone set up while you guys were chatting there. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. I got, I got my kids. Uh, I took her to dance class, and then something got canceled, and then I was playing. Normally, I have a nanny at this time, and I don't, so I'm just trying to juggle everything. Do you have any kids, Neil? Yeah, I just had my first kid uh, last year. Uh, I literally just put him down for a nap, like a minute or two, before we uh, join on the call. So you know how it is. Congratulations on your first kid, man. Yeah. I should get to your headphones so I can hear you guys better. Give me one second. Sure. So, yeah, we got Neil Magny. How cool is that? You watched his fight last week? God, I, I feel so bad. I missed the fight last week. All right. I love Neil, though. He's a great fighter, but I can pretend like I know what I'm talking about with his All last right. fight. What well, happened? Neil beat uh, uh, Jeff Neil, who actually is, like, no joke. The guy is, like, I think Neil was the underdog. And yeah. the first round was kind of competitive, and then Neil just figured him out and just beat him. And uh, with, you know, like, Was he being with strikes, or what was, what was Yeah, mostly strikes. Put on a clinic. Uh, distance strikes. Uh, Neil just kind of, it was one of those things that like the first round was close and then Neil, it just outclassed him. And, and, and Jeff Neil is like no joke. I mean, he's a guy that, yeah. Uh, before his last fight against Wonder Boy, I was picking Jeff Neil as like the next champion. I'm like, this dude is, uh, and he still might be. Like, don't get me wrong. He's, he's still really good. But uh, congratulations, Neil. I mean, you looked awesome in that fight. Oh, man, thank you guys so much. I mean, uh, man, you're saying Jeff definitely is a tough dude to get ready for. I mean, the guy's uh, super athletic. He has great power, uh, good at wrestling and grappling. So, yeah, that was definitely a tough one to uh, get in there. Now, he said he lost 37 pounds the week before. Did you see him? Uh, were you ordering cheeseburgers to his room? Did you, see, did you know that he dropped that much weight? No, I had no idea he was struggling that bad. I mean, uh, the only thing that gave me uh, a glimpse or an idea that he may have been struggling is when we got and um, I think he was one of the last ones to step on the scale. Um, and he also had to get, like, completely butt naked to step on the scale and make weight. So uh, when I saw that, the back of my mind was kind of like, huh, I'm like an extra, like, 10 to 20 grand here. <laughs> Not a bad day. Uh, so I kind of got excited thinking he was going to blow weight or, or something like that. But, um, yeah, I had no idea he was struggling that much to make weight. I didn't take no, him to be I, that big. No, I know that guys sometimes weight. have, like, weight-cutting dick. They say it's, like, where their dick shrink. Uh, when, when he's butt naked, do you point and laugh? Or, like, try to... <laughs> No, I'll just sit on the side waiting to see what happens. Like, am I getting paid extra or not? <laughs> oh, okay. I was kind of like, like, I'm, like okay, a mental warfare. It might have been like, you could be, hey, ring girls, check it out. Like, look at his dick. Yeah. Oh, like, nothing. So. You know what, Adam? I think at his level, they're, they're not like us where we're like still thinking about dick size. They actually beat people up for a living. So they're past that, I think. <laughs> uh, probably, probably. Now, now you're, I, I don't know if you remember this, Jeff. I met you in person one time. And it was, might have been the most uh, awkward interaction I ever had. I met you, it was like a UFC fan expo, and you were like by the water fountain or something. Or, and I was like, hey, uh, I was like, hey, Jeff, I'm Adam, I'm, I'm a comedian, I do MMA Roasted. You're like, oh, okay. And I was like, I didn't know what to say, and I was such a big fan of yours. But I was like, hey, I wrote a joke about you. And then you're like, what's that? And I was like, uh, that you were voted most likely to skip leg day in high school, right? And, <laughs> Like, you didn't laugh at all, and you just looked at me like, is this guy serious? And I, I just, like, moonwalked away. I'm like, all right, man, well, nice meeting you. Uh, do you remember having a <laughs> no. or no? Uh, very briefly, no. I'm sorry. I don't. Oh, oh good. Good. 
because I, I was like, man, that did not go well at all. Like, yeah. I was like, well, you know, so many people give him shit about leg day. That's why he didn't remember. It just oh, okay. melted with the rest. Yeah, of there's certain things you get used to. I mean, leg day, ear jokes. I mean, they're like you have to come with a very good leg day or, or, or ear joke for me to get offended or like, oh, wow, that's a new one. I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> Good point. No, you're hard to make fun of. Uh, you are hard to make, and you're also like a nice person. And and also, I have so many questions. So you grew up in Brooklyn, and then yeah. you moved to Chicago. Uh, yeah. Now, were you uh, when you were like when you were 12? Was it hard to adjust, or were you like the cool kid from New York with the Haitian accent? Like, talk to me. <laughs> No, I mean, uh, moving from Brooklyn to Chicago is definitely a hard adjustment. I mean, uh, going and I, I went from like living in the city, like of Brooklyn or, or New York, um, to it's like the suburbs of Chicago. So like that was like a huge night and day difference there in itself. Um, and then like going to school with some of these kids that like knew each other since they were in grade school, uh, like uh, elementary school. Um, that was completely shocking for me. Like I was like literally the the oddball in the group. Like all these kids went together from like kindergarten all the way up to eighth grade, and here I am, the new guy that talks funny. Um, and it, it took a while to get get adjusted to that. I mean, it was a completely different uh, way of life in Illinois compared to uh, what it was like in New York. Uh, so that was definitely an adjustment period for me. Now, is Chicago as bad as they say? Because you watch the news and it seems like it's like a, a war zone out there. Is it as bad <laughs> as it is? <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, some parts, the, the news definitely does exaggerate it a bit. Um, a lot of Chicago's uh, crime is kind of, uh, uh, like, in specific locations. So it's not like all over Chicago. You're walking down the street around me and things are happening to you. Um, it's really, like, specific locations that tend to be worse than others, so to speak. Um, and it's unfortunate to see, but it's just, that's just the way it is out there. Now, you wrestled in high school were you, were you, and college, but it never says if you're good or not. Like, I like. I, <laughs> I, I try to research, like, what, what, did you place in states, or how did, how did, how did you do? Um, so I, I was always the good athlete, never the greatest athlete, so to speak, through, uh, through high school and even like, by the time I got to college. Um, and the older I get, the more I can, like, understand why um, I came up short in those moments. Um, when I was younger, I never gave myself an excuse. So um, I can remember going to uh, wrestling matches where um, I would wrestle 160, 171, 189, and it was pretty much whatever the coaches need that, that week. Um, I was adjusting to make it. There were some days where it's like, hey, Neil, you're going to wrestle at a lower weight class. In my mind at the time, the things that I was going through and uh, the life I was living, uh, it, when I had to lose weight, it was easier because I had an excuse to, to not eat. I was like, oh, cool. Uh, Coach, you need to be five pounds lighter this week. So I have an excuse to only eat once a day or, or skip a meal or whatever else may be. And I can save some money in that sense. So I can have a meal later on. Um, and that's kind of how I was competing throughout uh, high school. I, I was just kind of uh, like, I just didn't have the, 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 the proper nutrition or, or structure to be, to be the best athlete possible. Um, I just knew how to work hard and uh, go for what I want. Um, and it got me pretty far. It wasn't until I got to college and um, things started to shift as far as like um, the availability of resources that I had and that kind of thing um, that I started to really kind of tap into how well I can do as an athlete. And then you, then you joined the army, which is like, <laughs> like, what, what, like, I can see if you joined the army before college to pay for college, but why did you join after college? Um, so I can't, I take, I joined the army right out of high school. Um, I literally, yeah. So I literally went up to my recruiters. They were in the back of the lunchroom and I went up to them. So, Hey, I want to sign up. Uh, kind of thing. Made their job super easy. Um, uh, I graduated high school on a Saturday by Tuesday. I was shipping off the boot camp kind of thing. Um, and it, it was, it was kind of a crazy trip. So, um, I graduated high school in 2006. Um, I went through basic training, AIT for the army, all that stuff. 
Um, and then immediately after, in 2007, I deployed uh, in the Army. And then when I came back in about 2008 or so, uh, that's when I enrolled in college and was doing that, my thing oh, there. Okay, that makes sense. Your Wikipedia is all fucked up. Because like, <laughs> it doesn't give you, but you were deployed in Kuwait. I've been to Kuwait. I did stand-up comedy in Kuwait. And it's, it's, a, a, it's a, a dry base. Uh, <laughs> right? I mean, no alcohol yeah. in Kuwait. Uh, people are just starved for something to do like it was one of those things where i did really well as a comic because people were laughing at anything uh how, <laughs> how, how bored were you how bored were you in uh in a kuwait uh for me it was great i mean i would do my missions go uh and as soon as i get back to base whatever um it was just an opportunity for me to just like train martial arts I and mean, i had guys from like um the, the california um national guard or some marines that like would do marine hand-to-hand -hand combat and that kind of thing um and after duty that's pretty much what we do we probably we just meet up whether it was in the sand or on the mass wherever we can probably find and uh just pretty much train one another whether it was jujitsu striking whatever um we just train literally all day long like that was our our thing to do when we got out of base and we were bored out of my mind just all right well Fuck it. There's nothing else. Let's go beat the crap out of each other in the desert. Yeah. Hey, uh, I have a question. I have a question. Do the, does the army train jujitsu very differently than Brazilian jujitsu in America? Is it a different style of jujitsu? Yeah, hundred percent. Like, uh, especially now, like the jujitsu became more like sports friendly, less about self defense and that kind of thing. Um, when it comes to army combatives, like you're pretty much like it's your last ditch effort. Like you're, if you're ever to the point that you have to get hands on someone in a, in a combat situation, you're fucked. Like your, <laughs> your weapon failed, your backup weapon failed, your, your battle buddy screwed you. Like everything is, is just completely, yeah, everything is just completely dropped. So it's more so just, uh, um, like, all right, cool. If you do end up in a, a situation where you're fighting for your life kind of thing, how to like, kind of like, uh, defend yourself in a sense like the, the guy's not on top you just punching the hell out you kind of hold him down so your buddy comes up and helps you out or whatever the case may be you just kind of like uh last ditch survival effort so to speak as opposed to um going out there and really putting on like the the chokes and all the fancy things you see in sports jiu-jitsu you're yeah. like a real life punisher man i mean you <laughs> and like learn how to kick ass now what were some of these things was the kind of cryptic like what were the missions that you went on um, so I was with the, I deployed with the medical unit, so it was kind of uh, eh, easier than some, so to speak. So we did a lot of medevacs and that kind of thing. So um, people who get injured or whatever else may be, uh, was up to us to kind of get them uh, packaged up, send them on to the next national amount of care. So uh, someone's Humvee got blown up or uh, someone just was like, whatever, and like, or whatever it may be, like someone uh, uh, was... I don't know, severely ill, need to get uh, from uh, the Middle East to Germany, where we kind of like uh, treat them where we can, uh, where we were, and then uh, just kind of send them off to the next place to get so treatment. So you see like, uh, like an IUD blows up, so you have to go and like, you, you see guys with arms off and legs off? It wasn't that bad at times, but those are some of the things that do come through the door, yeah. Oh my God, that's why like you're in a fight and you're getting your ass kicked. I mean, what's gonna fucking throw you? <laughs> that is crazy like like most people like uh like some of the athletes that i see or fighters that i see they're like going through and they're doing like sports psychology i'm like man like fighting is the scariest thing i have to do this guy's gonna come out there and try to kill me and in the back of my mind i'm like oh yeah is it like worst case scenario you get knocked out or go to sleep and then you get to do it again the next day it's not that bad <laughs> like like for me fighting is literally one of the like compared to what i've been through in life it's one of the easiest things i can do um like i well, most of the time, I know for a fact I'm not going to die fighting whatever, so um, I get to go out there and do it, and for me, it's like something that's really relieving, as opposed to some of the other things that I was forced to do throughout life. Yeah. 
I have a question, Neil. This is a really easy one. This is softball. Should the U.S. be pulling out of Afghanistan right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Now, some of your fights, man, like you're one of those guys that, that you, you have to like kill to stop the fight. Like you're one of those guys that like I would hate to be the ref of one of your fights because some people are like, oh, they're hurt. You know, you got to stop it. But like your Hector Lombard fight, I, I've never <laughs> seen a guy take a pounding and come back. I mean, those first two rounds, it was like, I was yelling, stop the fight. Like, come on, you, you got to kill this guy. And then <laughs> the third round, it was you, like, pounding the other. Like, that was insane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just a wild sport the way it goes. Because, like, like, like I said earlier, like, I, I enjoy fighting. Like, I go out there and I just, I'm just competing against myself, uh, do my best. And I don't necessarily look out there like, oh, I'm going to go out there and kill that guy. Uh, so a lot of times, like, when I get a hit, uh, it's kind of like, that's when I get woken up in the fight, so to speak. I'm like, oh, okay, we're playing that game today. And now I'm able to, like, give it back that much more compared to what my opponent gave me um, kind of thing. So it's, for me, it's kind of a weird shift. Like, it's like I almost need to get hit or my bell rung at first for me to realize, like, oh, crap, this is a, this is a real fight. This is, this is getting exciting now. So yeah, uh, I love this fight. Your, your coach must be thrilled with that. Uh, I've, I've noticed something real quick. Neil, I've noticed something. Uh, you seem to only lose to foreigners. What's that about? You kick all the Americans' asses. But some foreigners, I don't know. What is it? I got to protect this American soil. <laughs> Especially if they come here. Yeah, no. your, fights are, your fights are insane. And some of the, I mean, some of your, you took a couple of years off. And then you came back. What, like, was it because of injury? And also, like, um, do you recommend sometimes people taking time off? No, not at all. I mean, I, so I took a year off or 60 months off from fighting and it wasn't my choice at all. Um, it was just something that happened. Um, I was in a situation where um, I uh, allegedly tested positive for a banned substance. So I had to go through all the litigation to um, kind of clear my name, get everything uh, figured out or whatever. Um, and it took 60 months for uh, that thing to play out. I'm like, hey, you know what? You're innocent. You're good to go. Get back to fighting. Um, but it, it definitely wasn't something that I would, like, choose to do or want to do. Um, as I get older, like, yeah, I mean, uh, the time off is definitely necessary. I mean, even the, the fight against Jeff Neal, I mean, I was literally going – I won't specify what it was, but I literally go into that fight with broken bones. Like, I was just like, I'm – I'm here. I'm here to fight. Like, I'm, I'm going to get this thing done one way or the other. Uh, and this broken bone is not going to stop me. So, um, it, it, now that that fight's over, now that that fight's past me, now that I'm, like, uh, right, I'm sitting on a wind and I'm able to uh, enjoy the fruits of my labor, so to speak, this is the time that I definitely take uh, a few weeks off, a few months off, whatever it is, let that injury heal um, and get right back to it. I mean, some of the guys you beat, like, you beat Johnny Hendricks, you beat Carlos Condit, you beat Robbie Lawler. I mean – these are guys, like, you beat all these Hall of Famers. I mean, I, you, you might be a Hall of Famer. You know that, right? Oh, that'd be sweet, man. I mean, uh, like, it's kind of cool because, like, I go out there and I do it day by day, fight by fight. Um, and at the end of the day, when this thing is all said and done, if I get put out there with some of the greatest as a Hall of Famer, then, man, that'd be an honor to be up there. I mean, do you think yeah. you fight better when you're the underdog? It seems like everything is 100%. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny because I remember uh, like one of my teammates, Austin Hubbard, he was joking about this, but I remember we were 
I don't remember what the hell the conversation started, but we were sitting there, we were talking about, uh, I was talking about all the fights that like I won that I was always picked not to win. Like I was talking about, like, hey man, I go into these fights with injuries. I'm like a fight to one underdog, I'm this and that. And I always come out and I win those fights. And he looks at me with a straight face and says, yeah, but you lose every fight you're supposed to win. And I'm just like, <laughs> fuck dude, that is true. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I've got a couple questions, Dale. First of all, in the pantheon of, of fighters, I feel like you've had, you gotta be up there in terms of how many UFC fights you've had. You've had more UFC fights than the majority of UFC fighters, number one. And number two, when you go back to Haiti at this point, you have to go back, are you like a hero? Is it like a hero's welcome when you go back? If you've gone back? <laughs> Man, it's the coolest thing ever to go back to Haiti. Like, it, like every time I go there, like I, I learn something more and I leave better than I came kind of thing. Um, like the people there, the kids there, like it's just so motivating to see them like there. Um, and even recently when I decided like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go by the Haitian sensation instead of just not having a nickname. It was for those kids there. So they can like actually look up on TV, look up on like a newspaper yeah. magazine or something uh, and see that another Haitian guy's out there living his dreams and, and, and making them uh, uh, reality and just kind of motivate those kids that way um and it's it's kind of cool when i go back and i and i see some of those kids from the orphanage or um the school yeah. that uh the the um the organization i work with uh has whatever to see those kids and watch them grow and like watch them like chase their dreams and actually have uh, ambition is one of the coolest things to experience did uh, sean penn reach out to you what was that did sean penn reach out to you or no trump sean henry penn. yeah sean penn. Oh, sean penn. Shelby. Sean Penn. <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's some bullshit. <laughs> Isn't he doing all that work in Haiti, right, Bill? That yeah, he'll go there and he'll like put up some drywall and then get a picture and leave. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, like, literally, there's a lot of that. It goes on. I mean, there's some people that are like, "Oh man, I'm gonna go to Haiti. I'm just gonna do the uh, the photo op and say I'm doing so many things." But like, like the culture there, the people there is so loving. Like, you, you, I guarantee you'll leave better than you came. And if your goal is to go to get a picture, um, I guarantee you'll get a lot more than just that photo. You, you're gonna meet someone, run into something that's gonna like show you just how uh, fortunate and, and blessed your life is compared to what other people have to go through. That's awesome. And how you how are you dealing with being a parent? You know, a, a boy or girl? Uh, boy, yeah. So I have a 16 month old son. Uh, Are you uh, training him? Are you like roughing him up a little bit, like wrestling with him, like making sure he's not like a limp? Dude, the crazy thing is he picked up on his own. Like I've, I, he's, I've never gone to the gym to watch me train. I've never gone to the gym to watch me spar, uh, do anything like that. And then like uh, about two, three weeks ago, I came home from the gym and I just kind of dropped my gym bag by the front door. Um, he took it upon himself. So I go in there and grab my boxing gloves and he somehow knew to put them on and to come try to punch me with them. And I was just wow. like, dude, this is awesome. Like I didn't have to teach you this. You just went and found it yourself. So it was pretty cool to see him like kind of gravitate towards that. Who has better striking, him or Ben Askren? <laughs> so far, him. <laughs> I got to work his head move a little bit, but so far, he's definitely uh, up there with striking for Ben. Nice. You know, like, so the other guests that we booked today aren't showing up, uh, it seems like, but I actually like you the best. So, yeah, sure. <laughs> so if uh, Jeff Molina and Rufian Stotts want to come, uh, that's great. But if not, fuck it. Uh, so we got, I mean, we've got one of the best fighters in the UFC right now. I mean, usually you book guys who just, like, kick, kick dude in the, in the balls at a bar. And we yeah. got it actually. Like <laughs> no, 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 one thousand percent. So let's talk about some of the uh, uh, some of the stuff that's going on in MMA. First of all, this week, uh, who do we like? Do we like Michael Chandler, or do we uh, like uh, Charles Oliveira? 
Uh, I think we go with Oliveira on that one, dude. I mean, the guy's on a freaking eight-fight win streak right now in UFC, and that's just not easy to come by. So um, I just don't see um, Chandler stepping up to the UFC and being able to take that away from him at this point. Bill? Well, I mean, I just like Chandler's story. He seems like such a nice guy. And you look like you have a soft heart, Neil. I thought you'd go with, like, <laughs> the story of, you know, his soul story with his son and everything. Dude, I, I, like I said, I'm a fan of Chandler. I love the guy. I mean, like, I, I literally, like, I, I was seeing the uh, adopted son in the way that he really embraced him on his own. Like, I love that about the guy. But, like, um, like separate from his outside life when it comes to fighting, dude, like, I definitely ride with the uh, old school UFC dog in this one. <laughs> now, now is, yeah, is, there, yeah. is there a thing of, like, when he first got to the UFC, Chandler had a chip on his shoulder. Everyone's like, oh, Bellator champ, Bellator champ, yada, yada, yada. Or he was Bellator champ. So he goes out and just, just knocks the shit out of Dan Hooker. Is there, a, is, is there a thing where it's like you can peak too early a little bit or, or you could still be riding that where you, he doesn't get up as much for Charles Oliveira? You know, is there like a danger in that? Um, I would say, yeah, no. I mean, like, you, you definitely get to, because, I mean, I've done it myself where it's like, all right, this is it. I'm on a seven-fight win streak. This is it. This is my run to the title. And then you go out there and you fall flat on your face. So there's definitely something that, that happens when you kind of look past your opponent, underestimate your opponent, look too far ahead. Um, but uh, I think Chandler just kind of took that pressure and made the best of it, dude. Like, he, he was coming over from Bellator. He had all these, like, naysayers and doubters saying, like, oh, he's too small or uh, – the competition level at Bellator is just not the same, that kind of thing. Um, I feel like he just came over to UFC, and he was definitely eager and determined to prove a point, and he went out and did it against uh, Dan Hooker. Dude, that was, that, was, that was incredible what he did. I mean, I never saw a UFC – the only thing that would – like, I never saw, a, like, a UFC debut go as well as that. Like, yeah. it was, like, at that level. Like, you see some guys, like, come out there in the UFC, and they fight, like, you know, on the undercard, they knock a guy out in eight seconds or something. You're like, oh, my God. But not on that level. Not a guy like, like, like you know, Hooker. Uh, Neil, yeah, I mean, that was a... Uh, go on. What were you saying? Sorry. I mean, yeah, it was impressive. It was kind of like uh, when Gaethje came over and he had his fight with uh, um, uh, Michael Johnson. It was like uh, like they're going back and forth. They're getting fight of the night. He's knocking him out, getting performance tonight as well. So um, it, it's definitely cool to see those guys come over and like kind of um, knowing their heart, knowing their mind. Like, hey, this is where I belong. And I'm going to go out there and show you guys but, but, he, but he got rocked a little bit against Johnson. Gaethje got hurt. For sure, bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, it definitely wasn't as flawless as uh, <laughs> as uh, Michael Chandler's debut, but it was impressive nonetheless. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, Benil Darius versus Tony Ferguson. I am so curious as to what look, I I I'm, I told you I'm a Tony Ferguson fan. It's almost like you can't be a fight fan and not like appreciate yeah. Tony <laughs> Ferguson. I I was shocked that Charles Oliveira was able to out wrestle him for 15 minutes. Yeah, because he's a jujitsu guy. And Ferguson's a college sure. wrestler. And, you know, I can understand you could, well, he's not going to go out and wrestle me. But I, I didn't think, I thought the gap was too much to, you know, a guy wrestles his whole life. And then a jiu-jitsu guy, usually they're okay with going to their back. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, <laughs> this, this fight, I don't know. Because Darius is also one of those guys like you, Neil, where every time I'm like, ah, this one's going to be tough, he knocks the shit out of the guy. And then, and then he loses to a guy that I'm like, oh, Benio's got this. He's not going to lose to – he's not, yeah, you know. And so this is a weird one. Um, what do we, Neil, what do you say in, in, in this fight? What do you like? 
Uh, I like Bonilla, dude. I mean, uh, I might be contradicting myself here, being slightly biased because of uh, uh, my relationship with uh, Benil and how much of a great guy he is. But um, definitely riding with Benil on this one. I mean, the guy, um, this is a great person in the cage, outside the cage. And uh, he's proven himself time and time again. I mean, he can submit guys. He can wrestle with guys. He can knock guys out. Um, he can go to distance with guys. So um, I'm definitely going to ride with Benil Danush on this one. Now, how does he look so out of shape? I, I mean, the guy... <laughs> Like, because I know he's, I know he's totally in shape, but yet, like, talk about like, a, he looks like a, like a, like a Middle Eastern dad bod, you know? You know, but like, damn, he he's strong. He just has that like weird uncle strength, you know? Yeah. Uh, he doesn't look. Uh, and then uh, Bill, who do, who do we like in this one? Well, I just think that if uh, Ferguson loses this one, I think that's the end of his promotion. So I want him to win because I just like him being in the in the promotion. You know what I mean? He's yeah, such yeah. an exciting fighter. So I'm rooting for him. <laughs> but I don't know what I'm talking about. Neil does. I just have <laughs> emotions. Of course. I mean, it's it's like anything else. Like like Nick Diaz hasn't like technically won a fight in like seven years. But I'm never not gonna root for Nick Diaz. Uh, or you know, for uh, sure. It's just one of those things. I mean, Nick Diaz could like fight my dad, and I root for Nick Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> That applies to a lot of people, though, and your dad. Let's be honest. That's a, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, all right. We got a kid. Uh, uh, I don't know if you want to stay or not. Uh, Neil, do you, do you have somewhere to be? I'm going, man. It's fine. Okay. So we have a kid coming on the thing. He's, he's a young upstart. He's like you, Neil. Son. You, Neil's been around. Uh, you could basically be this guy's dad. Uh, this kid, <laughs> Jeff Molina. He's 23 years old, 24 maybe. He's 9-2, and two, and he's just wrecking people. Uh, He's looked great his last couple fights. Uh, he's on a three-fight winning streak, and he's cocky, which I like. He's like, fuck it. He goes, Dana, where's my money? I want my <laughs> pay. Uh, Jeff, how are you, man? What's going on? What's up, brother? How you doing? Good. And he asked me to roast him. He's like, what are you going to roast Yeah, I wanted it. Yeah, I, dude, I have to get to know you a little better because I'm, I'm, like, I'm like trying to find out stuff about you. I know, so, but he's, he's one of the few guys you have to have the Wikipedia page. Come on, you gotta get on your Wikipedia page. Uh, now, okay, now you you did lose your first fight in, a, in like one minute. You lost your first fight in one minute, and then won your last eight out of nine. What kept you going, man? Man, uh, I thought it was hot shit. <laughs> uh, I was five and zero as an amateur. Uh, I went pro. I was having a hard time finding fights. Uh, so I went up a weight class and tasted defeat for the first time, man. Um, dude was four and zero. Weight class is 135. I weighed in at 132, and uh, I learned my lesson, man. It was definitely a, a humbling experience. Well, you know what? You know, 10 fights later, you're in the UFC. So uh, I think uh, maybe it was probably the best thing for you, right? Yeah, no, I agree 100%. I mean, there are guys that, like, lose fights at, like, their 10th fight never recover. I almost think it's better off to lose your first fight or first one out of – and then you figure out if you really want to do this. Um, you know, get it out of the way. Uh, now, your parents are from Colombia. Yeah, yeah. Born so, and raised. Did you grow up in Colombia? No, I grew up here in Jersey. My, my parents uh, grew up in Colombia and spent most of their lives there and then uh, eventually moved here. And then you moved to Kansas. Yeah, yeah, how, right. How quite, a, quite a move. Did, like, <laughs> like British Protection Program or something? Like, how did, how did that happen? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, my mom's side of the family lives in Jersey. My uh, pop's side of the family lives here in, in Kansas. Um, and one day they decided to, to make the move and I met my, my dad's side of the family. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So you're just like, fuck it. So you're in Kansas, and it says you're a black belt in kung fu. 
Yeah, yeah, a, I, I am, man. Is that, is that a real martial art? or uh... Uh, Real in the sense that I, I got, like, the physical black belt, but, uh, I mean, I'm not using any kung fu shit in, in a cage fight. Don't do any you know? Wing Chun? No Wing Chun in the UFC? No, no dragon? No, so that's dragon. actually the, the study out or the, the type of martial art I was doing was, like, Wing Chun, um, kung fu, but, yeah, I'm not doing any of that shit out there, man. I, it's more of, like, a, a discipline thing, I guess. Uh, you know, just showing up to class every day on time and and being like attentive. You know, I guess that's yeah. what it teaches you. But as far as like fighting skills, like nah, man. <laughs> you can't like make your hands glow and shoot a fireball, is what you're telling me. No, no, like no, no, it no. man shit okay. is going on. Uh, I wish I, I wish I could. That'd be that'd be cool. I wish well, I could hey, use man. that in a cage fight. Uh, exactly. Now here you are, and now you're training in Missouri under James Krause. Uh, and uh, Krause is like. I mean, he must have, like, murdered people back in his day, and he's trying to make up for it by being such a nice person. Because he's one of those guys that, like, good husband, like, good dad, like, takes in family members that have, like, drug problems, like, great coach, just all-around guy that you're like, man, this guy's not real. Like, like why isn't he on The Bachelor? So, like, some, he's definitely uh, – is, is he hard on you? Is he a good coach? Like, talk to me about that. Man, he – he's just like an exceptional human being. Like he's who you strive to, to be. Right. Like, uh, I can ask for a better like role model or mentor or coach. Like this dude's a Jack of all trades, but yeah, definitely someone you expect to be on the bachelor, man. Like he just does it all. Like he, yeah. he's one of the best coaches in the world, if not the best coach. And then man, this dude runs like three, he owns three gyms and runs multiple businesses and flies to Vegas every weekend, a corner, a UFC fighter, uh, I don't know how he does it, man. He, he's involved in real estate. He has like a handful of uh, investment properties, rentals. Like, I don't know how this guy, this, he's the hardest working man I, I've ever, I've ever met. Well, I mean, I mean, you're, well, you're doing really well, man. I mean, you're, you're freaking killing it. Now I, 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 I had to go deep cause we got to get you more famous, more popular. You're right. You definitely very marketable because uh, I, I was laughing because it said you and your brother back in the day, you guys couldn't afford, like jujitsu or, or MMA classes. So they give out trials like two weeks. So you just kept going to different gyms and getting those free trials. Yeah, man. Uh, we took advantage of like every, every gym within like a one hour vicinity. We would, uh, we'd, we'd gone to like karate, Taekwondo, Kung Fu went to all of them. And, uh, we did that for like a year, man, like almost two years. My dog's being a little shit right now. I just got a puppy, man, and uh, I forgot what uh, dad life is like, man. It's actually like responsibility and shit. Dude, you have no idea. But uh, yeah, dude, my my my, uh, my parents um, just couldn't afford it, dude. Like those those classes are expensive. Like they're like two hundred bucks a month for for yeah. a kid, you know. So yeah, man, that's something that my oh, parents that? did, so and just kept taking tr uh, free trials for two weeks. Every because every two weeks, like I give some like, of them were a month long, man. Yeah, some like, of them, uh, month, three, <laughs> go like that's hilarious. That's yeah, really some hard. of them were a month long. Um, some of them were like assholes and they'd like force you to buy a uniform, which like was like a hundred plus dollars. So we would get out of there pretty quick, but some they'd let you train for a month. And if you just kept uh saying you were interested and in holding off for as long as you could, you can get a good month, month and a half out of uh, out of that school. Dude, I uh, signed my, my daughter up for soccer classes yesterday, you know, and she's two and a half. And they're like, hey, you know, she gets a jersey. You know, you can pick up a jersey. And I'm like, oh, is her name on the back? And the guy was like, no. I'm like, come on, man. Like, I'm like arguing with the guy. Like, uh, right? Yeah, at least put the name on the back. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I mean, she's only two and a half. They're called like the the, uh, the cottontails. 
That's the name. Yeah, but I mean, like the Instagram picture, you know, like right, 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 <laughs> that's exactly. what the, the name for. Dude, my, dude, my, my kid, like, uh, then I so my wife sleeps. We, we all have to sleep in like a twin bed. We have like we have our bed, but we all have to put the baby to sleep. And I guess like in her school, they like pattern a bed, you know, so, like they yeah, pat yeah. her back. I mean, my wife, it's, it's me, my daughter, my wife. She gets up, starts patting both of us to sleep. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, no, you're the one supposed to get patted. <laughs> like fucking. Then That's the other funny, day, man. the other day she's like taking a poop and I'm like holding her while she's taking a poop. Like I hold her, her hands and my wife walks in. She's like, you're nicer to her than you were when I was in labor. I'm like, oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then she like, she poops and like a little pellet comes out. Right. So I look in, I'm like, yeah. she's like, no, like 20 little pellets come out. She's like, he's with his family. Like, <laughs> it's like, the kid's a genius, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah. She has your sense of humor then, I guess. Fuck yeah, I get shit jokes. Um, meanwhile, so, uh, right. <laughs> so, so we, we uh, I guess Neil Magny left. I guess he, he, he like got bored. But uh, got also, bored also on the card this week, uh, Edson Barboza is taking on Shane Burgos. It's a good fight. Um, Molina, who, who, who do we like in that fight? Man, uh, it's hard to count out Barbosa. Um, I just don't like it when you've seen a fighter quit before. Um, man, I like Burgos a lot. Both of them are dangerous. Barbosa is a freak athlete, uh, probably the best switch kick in MMA, but uh, gun to my head, I'm taking Burgos. Yeah, Barboza, I don't know, man. Like, you're right. Like, he was like, if, if someone keeps it standing, he's the best. But if you, if you just take him down, he loses all his, like, his power, you know? Yeah, and he's not easy to take down either, man, but it's like once you get him down, you just, uh, I don't know if it's like a mental thing, like a, like a your eye hall thing, but yeah, yeah, I'll take Burgos in that. Um, and then uh, – Gina Mazzani, is she with you guys now? Yeah, dude, Gina's the man or the woman. Uh, <laughs> she's uh, she's like the mom of the team, man. She's she's fucking awesome. It's yeah, been uh, to, it's been a blast to, having we, her on the team. We, we had her dated for like a week, uh, and then uh, but like I can't like, really, yeah, but like nothing but nice things with Gina. Oh wait, is somebody else in like the room right now? Uh, are, are you serious? Yeah, yeah, this is back in the day. Uh, don't mention, don't even. No mention. way. But yeah, but we, she was totally. I'm cool. for sure mentioning it. Nothing but nothing but nice things about Gina. I I, I totally. Although uh, I I like ran into does, her. Does like, Tim know this? I don't know, <laughs> but I ran. He's but I ran, into, I, I ran into her like a year later, and then uh, at like at like a party or something. She goes, "I heard you got married, you loser." Like that's what, <laughs> that, was, that was her way of saying, "I like, how's it going?" I'm like, thanks. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. How long ago was that? Dude, this was, she was on a TV show with me where I uh, it was called an Oxygen Channel. Where like, are you fucking with me, dude? No, no, you could see it. Like, where we got on, we got on like a date on the Oxygen Channel. Well, I don't know if you don't mention this to her now. I don't want to like her to lose her fight because I broke the shit up. Uh, but we went on a date on the Oxygen <laughs> Channel, and then um, uh, but Adam, have you dated more UFC fighters or porn stars? Oh, porn stars, hands down. Uh, like, uh, yeah, uh, but they're 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 equally as nuts. Uh, so, you know, but uh, what about you? Uh, you have to be. Yeah, of course, you have to be. I mean, there's like there are basically porn stars who could fight or, or like UFC fighters. Um, I believe it, yeah. So, uh, Jeff, are you, do you have a girlfriend or a wife or what? I don't, man. I'm living the single life. I'm waiting to get that blue check mark on my Instagram so I can like link my Instagram to my Tinder and then, you know. <laughs> the, the, these are the strange. <laughs> oh, you can link Instagram with Tinder. Yeah, yeah, you can link your right. account, but I'm not linking it until I get that blue check mark, man. I, I was told it was gonna happen on Fight Week, and it's been like dang near three weeks. So, this is how you get laid. I'm getting cock blocked by the UFC. We gotta get you on on Raya, so you have a, a better class of ladies to choose from. 
because Tinder is like a, a dump truck of hoes. Okay. Yeah, but that's what, that's yeah, all Tinder is full, full of He's 24 years sure. old, though. He's 24. You think he cares? Valid point. I mean, yeah. he's not, I mean, he's 24. He's in the UFC. Uh, he's 9-2. and two. He, He's knocking people out. He's looking for – I mean, you're not looking for a serious relationship, are you? I'm not, man. I, I know what that entails and uh, it's what this uh, sport requires as far as time and, and sacrifices. Just uh, they don't – I haven't had a serious relationship since high school. Just, um, you know – some some people aren't about this life, and I get it. I get it. Like uh, this is my primary focus, so maybe one day I'll I'll find uh, the right one and settle down. But until then, it's uh, Tinder hookups. <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious. I love getting fighters that like before uh, they get coached on how to do interviews because we get actual like like things. Yeah, I know it's like, great. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In a couple of years, you're not gonna be able to say I'm, I'm gonna get they speak Tinder their mind. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, I'm an honest guy, man. Of course. I'll tell you how it is. Uh, Andrea Lee. You tell me about uh, your hookups with Gina and stuff. I got to tell you about mine. Yeah, well, yeah, she was cool. Uh, she was, she's, I mean, nothing but, and then it was weird because I ran into her and, uh, and Tim Means, like, at the fight. I sat next to them, and I didn't know yeah, yeah. he knew, uh, and Gina was fighting. Even Tim Elliott, yeah? yeah? Yeah, Tim Elliott, right. Tim, yeah, Elliott, yeah. Tim Elliott, yeah, yeah. But he seemed like a really nice guy, Tim Elliott. He seemed like a good dude. Yeah, he's, he's a cool-ass dude, man. And they, they, they seem really happy together, so that's all that matters. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not one of these people that can't be friends with anyone that I used to date, you know? Like, and it, it, was, it was like a week of dating. It wasn't like we had this, like, serious uh, – uh, That think, counts, man. I don't think – A week. Uh, so, um, <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, what else is going on? Uh, so, yeah, so now it says uh, – it just got announced that not only is Lamar Odom fighting Aaron Carter, but Chuck Liddell is the ref. Um, Interesting. Man. Is what is like the referee? The ref. Like, yeah. So now it's gonna be like a three-way coke fucking chair, uh, and like <laughs> it's just gonna be. <laughs> I mean, hopefully Chuck knocks both of them out. I don't yeah. even know how this is even sanctioned. Uh, I mean, Aaron Carter's got to be like a hundred pounds, and Lamar Odom's got to be three hundred pounds. He's a big dude, man. Yeah. So, yeah, and I don't know if their hearts can take it after all that, you know, white girl. Exactly. Um, uh, I think they both been to rehab several times, so I don't. I don't know. Yes, I, mean, I don't know who's sanctioning that. Uh, this is this is really stupid. Uh, so Rob Font is fighting Cody Garbrandt. Do you train with any of those guys? With Font, is he with you guys? No, no. I, I have heard good things about Rob Font. Kraus is uh, I not coached him, but I guess like held mitts for him, and um, he, he says nothing but good things about him. Um, and then Derek Brunson is, is head on against Darren Till. That's gonna be a good fight. Yeah. Uh, I love it, man. I, I want to see the, the social media leading up to it, man. Uh, both those guys are funny as fuck. Um, I think Till's the undisputed king. Um, so we'll see what the, the battle before the fight on social media is like. So, Adam, are you helping either of those guys with jokes? I only help a couple guys. I'm not, I'm not, no, I ran into Brunson one time. At, like, he came to my show in South Carolina. It was super nice. Then I ran into him at an airport. He was like, he texted me. He goes, were you at the airport uh, in the bathroom? at like five in the morning at LAX yesterday. And I was like, yeah, he goes, you look like a fucking zombie. It was like after like eight, <laughs> he's like, I'm like, man, good thing. He's like, I didn't, he's like, I saw a dead man walking. So like, I'm like, but like, he couldn't say hi. Like, what's up? It's me. I, like, I, didn't, I guess I didn't recognize it was him. It's weird when you recognize someone in a bathroom, you know, it's kind of like, not, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's strange. It, it's like not the place <laughs> you want to like recognize somebody. Um, yeah. And you also don't want to wait for him to like come out either. Like that's kind of <laughs> weird. So I, I can see, I can see why. Uh, so yeah, so then, um, 
Caitlin Kukagan is fighting this week. Uh, she's the one that always grunts. She's a the good karate <laughs> girl. I, but yeah. I think that, she's very that local affects, there. I think that affects the judges because anytime it's a close fight, she wins. I think that Dude, that's a very uh, Muay Thai thing. Like, I did this tournament when I was like 16 and 17. It's an annual tournament. They have it in Des Moines. It's uh, called the Muay Thai Classic. And like hundreds of, of kids and, and like seniors and adults come to this tournament to do Muay Thai. And I fought this dude that came with a team of 65 people. And the whole time we were fighting, their team just, oi, oi, oi. This dude would fucking like barely move his hands, not even throw a strike. And they were screaming that, you know. So like it, it, may, like, it helps for sure uh, as far as judging goes. Like any type of sound, that, that sounds good. Uh, even if you don't do anything, it just sounds good to the judges. A hundred percent. Should I should take take out the me dating Gina thing? I don't want her to fucking text me, but like <laughs> telling people you date. <laughs> like, I won't oh, mention it until after the fight, Adam. It's all good, man. Right? I mean, <laughs> it's not. I'm married with a kid. I'm not looking to date anybody. Uh, fucking, you know. It is what it is. Hey, I have a, I have a, I have a question, Jeff. Who yeah, is your Who is your Everest to fight? Your Mount Everest to fight that you you're like if I beat this guy. I've landed. Jake Paul. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, dude, I, I used to, like, my dream fight uh, was Sergio Pettis. Like, I wanted that fight so bad. Like, when I was 14, 15, I was like, I want to fight that dude. Like, yeah. you know, he, he's, uh, he's got the, the name. Um, uh, but he, uh, he ran off to, to Bellator when he heard I was coming. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, doing well. he's doing well in Bellator, man. Uh, he's a 135 champ. champ. He, looked, he looked really good uh, last week. But, yeah, that, that was the fight I wanted. I'm not sure about now. Like, there's not many flyweights that, that hold a big name besides Cejudo. And I don't really want to fight that dude. He's really fucking good. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe someone uh, that uh, can sell some tickets here shortly in this division will, uh, will look like the dream fight. Did you wrestle yeah. in high school? or? I did, yeah. Yeah, I suck. I, I wasn't very good. I only wrestled because uh, my MMA coach was like, how old are you, kid? And I was like 14. He's like, uh, what do you want to do? I was like, I want to be in the UFC. He's like, well, you should wrestle this year. So I didn't show up for three months. That, that was like the week before wrestling season started. He said that and show up to the gym for three months. I came back. He's like, where the fuck you been, man? Uh, you said you wanted to be in the UFC. I was like, I was wrestling, coach. <laughs> you told me to. So uh, I wrestled my junior and senior year. Nice. So, I mean, in Kansas, I mean, did you have a winning record? Did you, did you start? Were you no, no. Uh, I was JV my junior year uh, until halfway through the season, and uh, an opening popped up, and I went varsity. And then uh, senior year, I just yeah, – I wasn't very good, man. Uh, I wanted to be in the MMA gym. I only wrestled because I was told to, and I didn't take it very serious. Like, I specifically remember uh, a match at, at this Council Bluffs tournament. We went up to Iowa to wrestle. It's a pretty big tournament. And uh, Sergio Pettis was actually fighting, and I was watching the fight on the UFC Fight Pass. And I was up on the mat. They were calling me. And my coach was like, dude, you're up on mat two or whatever. And I was like, man, this fight's about to start. I think if I go out there and lose pretty quick, I can come back and catch the rest of this fight. <laughs> <laughs> so I just didn't take it very serious, man. I think I got what I needed to out of it. But that's probably one of my, my biggest regrets is, like, not taking it as serious as I should have. But, man, I just wanted to be on, on the MMA mats. Like, I remember uh, whenever we didn't have a tournament that weekend, I'd be at the MMA gym on that Saturday morning just because – that's where I wanted to be, but um, this might sound weird, but I think I grew the most during the wrestling season when I wasn't on the mats for three months, on the MMA mats. I mean, just that, just from watching the sport and like being so obsessed with it that like when I came back, something just clicked and like it all came together. 
Well, I mean, look, I mean, you, you're doing awesome. I mean, it, it seems like yeah. you're one of these Jeff, do you, you think, go on. Jeff, do you think that wrestling is the most important discipline for MMA? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You got you to gotta know how to wrestle uh, at, at this especially at this level like you got to know how to wrestle even if it's uh kind of just like izzy where you're defensively sound on stuffing shots and your your ability to scramble to get up like you don't have to be an offensively good wrestler but you for sure need to know how to wrestle now now uh julian marquez uh after he never won, heard of him he yeah he's, no. he's your buddy i love that dude he he called out miley cyrus uh and she responded she said if you shave Miley Cyrus in my in your chest. I'll go out with you, and he didn't do it. Just an MC. Did you tell him you're the big? I mean, you're a young kid. You seem like you're in the know. Did you tell him to shave his chest to an MC? Did you? Did you try yeah. Dude, yeah. I told I told him I would have done whatever she want. I would have shaved whatever she wanted me to shave to uh, to get a response. Um, but Julian wasn't about it. He was like, "Man, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna be that person." Like first first off, he's like, "I don't think Miley Cyrus is that that attractive," but <laughs> <laughs> how would I look like as a man shaving MC into my chest? And I was like, ah, I get that. I, mean, I was like, I don't have any chest no hair to shave, no but tell. I'll do whatever she tells me to do, man. That's yeah, my desire. I mean, no like, like, what an idiot. Right? I'm 23, man. I grew up on like the Hannah Montana train. So like that's Hannah Montana to me. So yeah, whatever she tells me to do, I'm, I'm the ball, man. Her. You got to do it now. That's, that's going to be your next publicity thing. <laughs> that's a nice shave call out. In your, in your pubic hair. Put it in your pubic hair, <laughs> MC. I mean, yeah, yeah oh, you can call out Ariana Grande or something because he, he got more <laughs> love for that call out than Dude, anything. man, I, I, so I had a call out. I was going to take a page out of Jewel, uh, Jewel's, Jewel's book and uh, do a call out. I, I was practicing it for about two weeks before the fight. Like every day I was in the shower and I shower like two, three times a day because I'm training like two, three times a day. So I had it down to a science, man. I was, I was practicing it in the shower every day, a couple times a day. And then... Um, so I, I was ready, and then the last ten seconds of the third round, in this last fight, I get fucked up, dude. Uh, <laughs> probably the most I ever been rocked the fight. I, I I try to. I think I'm Max Holloway or something. Last ten seconds, I'm I'm ten eighting the round, totally dominating the third round. I decide to point to the floor, and uh, you know just draw some excitement, and I get clipped hard, man. Like I was, I was on a different planet, dude. I was on a different planet for about fifteen minutes post fight. Like I was still wasn't wasn't there, so I was pretty fucked up. So when Joe pulls me in. In my head, I'm like, all right, do the call out, Jeff. And then as he's talking to me, I, I'm, I'm not even really paying attention. And, and to be honest, most of that interview is pretty foggy. Um, but I'm like, I'm not going to fucking do it, dude. I'm going to sound stupid. So I, I completely just uh, ditched that plan for my call Wait, out. Who are you gonna and call then out? The Elon Musk, man. I was going to call out Elon Musk. Dude, I had it <laughs> down to a fucking science. It was, it was going to be perfect. I was, was going to try to be the first Give fighter sponsored by Elon. All right. So I was gonna look dead in the camera. Or I was first. I was gonna say, Joe, I hate to do this because he's a good friend of yours, but I got a call out I want to do. He's like, All right, floor is yours, Mr. Molina. You know, something like that. <laughs> and and I was gonna look dead dead in the camera and be like, Elon Musk, you're taking everything I work for. And then I was gonna stop and be like, ah! Just kidding, man. You're a fucking legend, an icon. You know, uh, the endeavors you're in with uh, Tesla, SpaceX, Neuralink, like you know what you're doing with your uh, money. It's like helping humanity. And uh, speaking of endeavors, I heard you're part of the Endeavor team now. Um, and I want to be the first fighter sponsored by Elon. And then I was going to go on to, to oh. ask him for a, a free car. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, it, I had it down. And I felt like it was going to be good, especially he's like on SNL. He's been like yeah, yeah. talk of social media for the past couple of weeks. And 
Yeah, I, I blew it. Well, no, you didn't blow. You, got, you still got your next fight. Now, the king of call-outs right here. We have a legend with you, Jeff. He was, this guy was before you were born. He was knocking fuckers out, okay? Phil Baroni has joined us. Uh, Phil, Phil Baroni, yeah, dude. Phil Baroni. Twitter legend. Phil's supposed to fight Jake Paul. I don't know how that's going right now. He's fighting Mike Kyle's brother. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in, like, in like three weeks, right? In Atlantic City. In Atlantic City. Um, fucking Mike Powell, you said? And fucking, I want to fight that pussy Dan Hardy, too. Okay, now. <laughs> I don't like that pussy. Now, why is Dan Hardy a pussy? It's a fucking pussy, bro. Come on, why is he a pussy? It's a pussy. <laughs> I mean, he's beating a lot of really good, tough guys. Who do you beat? I don't think ever. He's fucking. Shut the fuck up, dude. He's a pussy. I said so. So I said he's a pussy. He's a now, fucking pussy. Now, 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 Dan wants. Okay, okay. I'll I'll tell you who Dan, Dan wants is. to go to. Dan wants to go to Risen or some shit. Risen, you mean Risen's whatever? Risen's in like the Wu Tang. Uh, so, all right, here we go. Dan Hardy, guys, he beat. Uh, cause, cause Dan Hardy, we used to, I used to train with Dan Hardy. He's, he's a friend of mine. Well, then he did that. Well, you suck. So there you go right there. So I'm not going by your fucking, I'm not going by your fucking, anything you say, it's definitely out the window. Right, I see beat, you coach he, wrestling. You right, fucking he, he, suck. He so beat Amir Sadala. He beat Amir Sadala. Uh, a guy you lost to, Phil, but that's okay. Uh, he beat Dan Ludwig, right? I mean, Dwayne Ludwig, not, Dwayne, not Dan Ludwig, Dwayne Ludwig. Uh, he beat Mike Swick. He beat Marcus Davis. Those guys aren't good. Baroni? Well, I don't know what happened with this shit. <laughs> Did you piss him off, Adam? Did he hang up? He's always pissed off. Phil's, oh, good, good, good. All right, so Phil, these guys what? are good. Amir, Amir Sadala, Dwayne Ludwig, uh, Mike Swick, Marcus Go Davis. fuck your mother, you faggot. Go fuck your mother. How, <laughs> are you you on Long Island, I'll come to your house and slap the shit out of you. How about right. that? How about that? I don't want to. I don't want to fuck my mother. You fucking I haven't, dick. I haven't, I haven't seen my mother in like I was three. Uh, Phil. Well, so what? I, I just seen her. She said she's doing okay. She said hi. Thank you. Uh, this is now this is vintage Phil Baroni right here. All right, so Phil, are we are we ready for the fight coming up in Atlantic City? Yeah, I'm gonna kill this fuck guy. Don't, don't don't I look ready, bro? What the fuck? Don't I sound ready? <laughs> All right, so um. Last time we, we talked, you were uh, cracking eggs, drinking raw eggs, smoking weed, uh, and training. Uh, yeah, I was a lot happier than I am right now, right before this fight. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Is that what? Are you are you cutting weight? Is that the problem? I'm just a fucking pissed off mood, bro. I'm gonna go fight somebody. What the fuck? I uh, know. I'm excited for you. Is uh, yeah. who's in your who's in your uh, corner this time? Coleman. Nice. What about uh, what's his name? Um, a motorcycle guy. Yeah, yeah. All right. Chuck Zito, yeah, Chuck Zito is always in my corner. All right, you got Chuck Zito and Mark Coleman in your corner. Yeah, it's a gangster corner. Fuck. All right, so we are excited about this. And then afterwards, now Dan Hardy wants his release from the UFC. He's begging Dana for his release. So I think this is a great time for you to fight him. I know, I'll fucking murder that guy. I wanted to beat him up for years. He's a faggot. Uh, now, do you want to fight him in bare knuckle boxing? Or anything, or anything, dude, anything. I fight everything. What about Diego Sanchez? Uh, he he's a pussy too. What, what about him? Do you want to fight him as well? He's he's getting fucked in the ass or something, that guy. What about Frank Shamrock? He's getting fucked in the ass too. They both know that guy. <laughs> uh, Bill Dawes, welcome to Phil, the Phil Veroni fucking segment of the I show. I love it, man. I love uh, it. Where, where Phil just calls out everybody. 
Uh, now, how how are we doing? Three a days, two a days? What are our training people like? I don't know. Whenever I fucking feel like it, bro, I just go. I feel like it. That's how right. I always do it. Now, are we training with good guys? Yeah, there's fucking New York guys, man. New York right. guys. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, by the way, Mayhem is out of jail. He got out yesterday. Did he? Yeah. Do you want to fight him too or no? No. All right. Okay. I was saying that could be a that could be a good fight. You guys can both make some money. No, I used to train him. I don't want to fight him. All right. Okay. All right. So mayhem, we're not gonna fight. What about Ken Shamrock? No. You don't want to fight him either. Come on. Do you want to fight him? No. I don't want to fight anybody. Yeah. There's, no, there's yeah. nobody I want to fight. Okay. I am. I just want to tell Joe. I just said already who I want to fight. I All just right. said. Dan, we want to fight Dan Hardy and Diego Sanchez and Jake. <laughs> okay. You can throw Diego Sanchez in there too. Throw Diego Sanchez in there too. I want to fight the fight tomorrow. Now, are we getting laid at all or no? No, that's why I'm another reason why I'm in the worst mood. How well? How come you're not getting laid? Because I don't do that for a couple of weeks before a fight and get all mean. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now this fight. Now, all right. So we're we're not. Uh, do we cut out the weed and drinking? Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe you. You see me smoke weed? Yes, I do on your Instagram live. When? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bill Dawes, do you have any questions for the great Phil Baroni? Man, I've, I've always been a fan of your fights. You're, you're a fucking scrapper, dude. I love it. I love how you talk shit. Please don't kill me. No, I'm not going to kill you. <laughs> All right. So Phil is fighting Kyle. Kyle. Uh, he's fighting Kyle. Say what happened to the other dude? What happened? Where, where did the other dude go? The little dude. I have a question. I do have a question. Adam, I have a question. Where did he go? Uh, I don't know where he went. He just fucking took you off. You guys were saying that was a great thing that he called out Elon Musk. I heard some bullshit like that. Yeah. That was the fucking corniest gay shit I ever heard in my life. <laughs> so what the fuck is that? <laughs> you okay, like that? You guys thought that was good? That's what you guys thought was good? I'm just curious. <laughs> Phil, I have a question. What would it take for you to retire? Do you plan to die in the ring? Which yeah, would be probably. pretty dope. That'd be pretty pimp. No. Yeah, it would be. Oh, no, we're not. I don't want him to die. I fucking love this guy. I don't want him to die either, but like, if eventually, yeah, yeah, eventually. No, we got not, 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 not in a couple weeks. Not for sure. I'm gonna kill we gotta make the Phil Baroni story. The Phil Baroni story yeah. about it'll a guy, be better when I'm dead. It'll be guy, better when I'm dead anyway. A guy who grew up on Long Island who <laughs> and he uh, died. It'll be a good story. Fucking came out. He banged off. <laughs> he the died girl. in the ring, and he died in the ring. He was a he male stripper for an all Jamaican dance team. He uh, he got kicked off the wrestling team. He, he got Jay Hieronymus into fighting. He made it all the way to the UFC. He banged lots of hookers and lots of blow for all the fights. He ended up in Thailand on the four floors of whores. And then he went to – That's Singapore. That's Singapore. Singapore. He beat up all the guys at AKA, according to him. Every gym he went to, he says he fucked everyone up. Uh, sometimes people are – they don't say that. That really happened. He just left. All right, well, listen. Uh, that's our podcast today. Uh, thank you very much. Bill, did you enjoy the show? Bill, are you with us? I did. I'm sorry that my uh, internet connection was unstable for so much. But that's all right. I feel like we got a lot done today. So uh, yeah, Bill's hilarious, man. You gotta get him back all the time. <laughs> that guy's a maniac. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> anyway, thank you. He's like 45 at least, right? Yeah, yeah, dude. You know what? He went to college. His major was to be a, a social worker. Like, could you imagine a worse social worker? <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine like somebody you know, something like, happened to that guy? Can you something imagine, happened. 
can you imagine somebody goes to him for like problems and then like this is what happens like i i can't think of a worse uh job for him uh but you know adam i think maybe he had a big heart and then he went to college and something happened uh you're the fuck all right i something happened uh you are the best Uh, i'm gonna text me the best because i'm actually scared of him all right well listen thank you so much guys take you guys hope you guys soon be good